Today's episode is being sponsored by Swiss Hospitality Guild. SHG is a training center created to meet the strong demand for specialized hospitality staff. This training concept was born from the experience and expertise of its founder, Egidio Marcato. Egidio has become a reference in the world of hospitality coaching and has had success stories in skills championships, including Swiss skills, Euro skills, and world skills, as well as the AICR World's Best Receptionist Competition. Contact SHG at www.swisshospitalityguild.com. Good afternoon and welcome to Fifty Shades of Hospitality. This is Crystal Cabin, your host. Today we are welcoming Vadim Becker to our program. Welcome, Vadim. It's a pleasure to have you on our podcast today. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, please? Hi, Crystal. It's a pleasure to be on this podcast and thank you for uh, giving me this opportunity. So I think I'll start a little bit to introduce myself, how I ended up being in Bangkok. So I graduated from Glion in 2015. It was a postgraduate diploma in hospitality. After that, went to Maldives. Then from Maldives, went to Southeast Asia. And I'm still currently staying here, being um, in the three different locations now in Thailand, three different uh, opportunities and different paths. And uh, currently uh, on the third year of operating my own business in Bangkok, if uh, keep story short. Okay, great. So by browsing your LinkedIn profile, we found a myriad of activities that you have undertaken since your postgraduate diploma in Lyon. To start with, can you tell us a little bit about what your sources of inspiration are, what your values are? Sure. Um, I think to put it plain, as many hospitality peers would maybe agree with me that it's um, hospitality is about passion and a lot of people stay with true their passion and they like it. And it's been many examples of people starting the bachelor degree in one place, like I did in the international relations, and then actually switching <clears throat> what is closer to their heart. Somehow they find this path of hospitality and they stick to it. And I think that that happened exactly the same way to me. My bachelor's was in a totally different area in, in Moscow, in uh, international relations. And then I decided to go to hospitality, right, which was much closer closer to me and I liked it and there are a couple of friends that I, I was studying together with and they kind of followed the same path right I think it's been always the passion to have this hospitality approach to things like to have uh, people communication people feeling and a lot of connections I would say with people in the hotels and the restaurants it's not it's all about balance and um, office work is very fun but also hospitality is very fun I think that's where I found my balance where it's a little bit of administration a bit of um, uh, planning it's a finance it's uh, knowledge about uh, many things and for me Personally, food and beverage is where uh, I landed. My first internship was actually rooms in Maldives and the rooms division. I liked it a lot, but I tend to incline all the time throughout the career to F&B. And it's where I landed safely. And after 10, almost 10 years, still in F&B, still enjoying it as much as before. And again, going to the very beginning, it's I think it's a bit of a passion that keeps me here. I've never been, how to say, bored of it because it's always something new happening. Plenty of events. There are a lot of things to do all the time. Interesting people. 
people. It's um, it's all from history to knowledge to traveling to meeting new people and connections and discovering what what's actually out there. And surprisingly, you find so many interesting people with so many interesting stories, how they started, continued and where they are now. After your first work experience in the Maldives, you moved to Thailand, where you have lived for almost 10 years. What motivated this choice to move from the Maldives, which, you know, I mean, both places are known to be incredibly beautiful. But um, why why did you decide to move to Thailand? Excellent question, because I I never thought that I would move to Thailand or Southeast Asia in the very beginning. For me, it was the only time I was in Asia. It was China many years ago, before Glion. It was a totally different world for me. And after Glion, I went to Maldives. And actually, it's going back to connections and your how you keep up with them. How you, not keep up, I would say, how you keep these connections and um, talk to people. And basically, the, the question that I had last time uh, when it was coming close to my internship, uh, internship was coming to an end. I asked the hotel manager, resident manager at that time, Karim, who is also from hospitality and now he's I think in Turkey where should I go what should, what should I do because i about to finish my internship and what do you recommend and he said right away try management training or something that's difficult for you don't go easy way because it might take longer so go harder way and immediately he said that's what he did in Bangkok in Banyan Tree so he had a management training program and he immediately put me in a contact with uh, the hotel manager here in uh, the high-rise building in Bangkok and I think two months later I was in Bangkok uh, not knowing in the very beginning I was not planning to do that it was something out of the blue and all my friends like why why would you I was like oh, why not because Southeast Asia sounds like a very interesting place to be fast growing I actually found a lot of alumni here there's a big big community of Glion, Le Roche, the, the hospitality university community. And the perfect part of it is that everyone bonds so easily. There is no really a boundary. Glion, Le Roche, Lausanne, it's EHL. It's like everyone is from the same, everyone understands and talks the same language, have the same challenges on a daily basis. People know each other. People talk, they like to hang out. And two months later, I was in Bangkok starting my management training, which continued one and a half years. And I stayed as a, and worked for Banyan Tree under very good mentorship of two very interesting people, both in marketing and business development and also the operations. So it was interesting and tough because starting with a lot of expectations, but then the reality actually hits you quite hard. And when you need to do something that you're really interested to do on a further down the road, more of a project and everything, you still need to learn your basics. And it is critically important to know the basics, I think, in hospitality, yes. It gives you a lot of leverage, I would say, long-term. Time to time, people tend to neglect it, but I think it's very, very important. And of course, it's one of the reasons why hospitality students do internships so that they can see the reality of what it is. And we had an interview this morning with someone and we talked about it is a difficult uh, field to work in. It's a very demanding field. But as you said, it can also be a very passionate and fun field to work in. Yes. We really like the name of the company where you are currently working, Vibe Hospitality Group. Can you explain to our listeners what it is and what your role is in this business? Sure. In fact, after uh, I finished Maldives and Banyan Tree, there was a time of when I was uh, managing a small group of restaurants here in Bangkok. And then uh, at some point, I think it was the year right after COVID, like the six months in COVID time that the restrictions were a bit eased and everyone started to breathe. And um, because of the three, four years prior to starting the company here, we were actually going out a lot with uh, our Glion peers and uh, alumni and and became very good friends with a lot of them. We had a very big group of people that we always hang out together, had dinners and just 
you know, talk on a daily basis, give a hand to each other. And at some point, my currently business partner approached me at that time and said, hey, that's an opportunity to do something interesting in Bangkok. There is a restaurant we might open. It was just a one call. And at that time, nothing was certain because of COVID. We didn't know like what's going to be tomorrow. And everything was changing by an hour. In the morning, you wake up, it's one news. Two hours later, it's a different news. So we're like, okay, what do we do? So let's try. And finally, we decided to like, hop on the journey without knowing anything at that time. So what's going to happen with our current jobs, which were very good and everything. If we don't try it now, maybe we will never try it later. And because it's always a scary part, but that time something just clicked. And I think we found a uh, good balance and good chemistry between all of us and actually opened the company. And now the restaurant is running for three years. Vibe Hospitality, the name just came naturally, I think. I don't remember, to be very frank, what is the origins of the name were, but it just happened there. But yeah, we're doing restaurant. It, we have a restaurant in Bangkok. Now it's been three years. It's a French Mediterranean restaurant in Satorn in the like, business uh, heart of the city. Currently, we are looking on expanding the brand, but also we are offering the consulting services, so which we grew a little bit more towards what we like and looking at the market and again talking to our colleagues and industry and hospitality people we feel like we can do something there is an opportunity to help people or to create interesting concepts develop restaurants better uh, starting from service training finance everything the whole rounded service the whole enchilada as we say in california exactly the whole shabang exactly yes yeah. the whole the whole shabang yes and i think it, it's where we feel strongly that we can can do that keeps going quite well mm -hmm. excellent your friends and former classmates appreciate you a lot they say that you are someone who is altruistic always ready to help others and we've also learned that you are a locomotive for the association des anciens de glion glion alumni group in thailand why is all of this so important to you I think talking about connections, but also keeping people around you and talking to people and just being friends with people on the first place, not finding the benefits or anything, but keeping up with the good relations with everyone. It's very important because we tend to forget, but I feel like Leon has a very strong alumni association and in general, even new students who are just embarking on their journey or they are not sure if they want to do it or they don't want and the parents who are always involved in this decision. I think it's important to showcase if people have passion, they should follow their passion and that's what me and Victor Victor is a president of alumni association for I think Asia and myself in Thailand we're actually very close friends we talk on a, on a almost on a daily basis here and uh, meet people help each other I think it's a great helping hand and also the guidance for newer generation which we organized a couple of events here in Bardot and in the other hotels larger more casual event more official events so we mix events throughout the year we don't really overload with a very official event because at the, in the very beginning it's all about talking networking and just having a nice chat that's how we started six years ago with a current business partner just talking about things connecting to people having a few phone calls i think important part is that to show people that hospitality is fun don't be scared it's not easy it's one of the most difficult, I would say, difficult areas, I think, in business. But it's fun. And people who like it, they don't, don't need to be afraid. It helped us a lot also how we navigated a few people during the, I would say, the open door event in uh, uh, Waldorf Astoria, I think, a year ago. There were a few interesting questions from parents and kids. And I think it's good to show them that you can start somewhere always. Just go ahead, start. And if you like it, just go for it. One thing that we have realized by doing all these podcasts is all the different fields 
that hospitality can lead you into. I mean, it's not just working in a hotel or working in a restaurant or working in tourism. People have gone on to have really, really creative, interesting careers in so many different areas. But this passion that they have and this hospitality background that they have seems to always be something that has helped them in their career. I think that uh, hospitality can lead you to many, many places. That's very true. I think it's a great point that you're mentioning is that hospitality is not only the perception of, I think a lot of people, hospitality is restaurant and bar and a hotel, right? But actually hospitality is also a lot about that human touch and the way you bring the service, how you approach people, no matter where you are, because a lot of times I see people are from hospitality background and from not hospitality background and the experience that the customer, and the customer is always the one who is technically bringing you money, right? And that's your main source of income for any business. And it can become your connections in the future can lead you to more connections so i think hospitality is also the path how you present certain things how you bring your business to life and how you provide certain services because you can go one road this is my service you pay for it and it's done but also you can present a different way this is my service however everyone is individual and is different why don't we do it slightly different for each person and to have patience to do that it's where hospitality comes in i think big time a lot of my friends who graduated from glion or ehl they are working in banking a lot of them working in the luxury business, uh, yachts, cars, watches, airplane business, cruises, tourism business. I would say it's not only hotel, bar and restaurant. There are plenty. And the way they approach every customer, it's very, very different. And I think it's it gives you a huge advantage how to just approach the, each problem that you solve, knowing that that's the customer's needs. That's what the company or the product can offer. How do you link this together that everyone's going to be happy? What is the life of a Russian expatriate in Bangkok? What do you particularly appreciate about this country? Mm -hmm. First of all, it's quite safe country. I would say it's it's a safe country despite people thinking it might not be and there's a lot of perception it's not Southeast Asia, but actually it's a safe country. It's a very positive country and um, in a way the daily life is very easygoing. Like in any country, you have your frustrations, you have your issues, it's everywhere. But Thailand, it allows you to kind of breathe out a little bit sometimes, a bit more. Great food, first of all amazing food in Southeast Asia, which is just great. So many different flavors, so many different cuisines, so many different things to try. Great people. Yeah, it's a lot to discover here. And as an expatriate, huge community of expatriates, but not many Russians though, mostly on the islands or more the coastal areas. Bangkok, a lot of French people, big French community, very strong French community, Italians, people from US, New Zealand, UK, and it's actually very easygoing. There's a lot of sport activities and everything is extremely accessible. Are there any other countries, Vadim, that you would like to work in? And if so, why? Great question. Definitely Southeast Asia is something that I would like to discover other countries. But working, difficult to say. I would say Japan. It's somewhere I always wanted to be and to live and to work a little bit. I'm not sure if after Thailand, how a life is easygoing in Thailand. It's going to be in Japan. It might be a bit a bit strict, but it would be an interesting experience. Uh, Latin America, I would definitely would like to try because it seems an interesting place to be. I just recently visited South Africa and Central Africa. South Africa, Cape Town, incredible place, really interesting place. It has its own advantages, but also its own perks in terms of how to do business there. But interesting to try, I would say. Vadim, one of the questions I wanted to ask you is, you worked in the Maldives, then you are now working in Bangkok. Can you describe the differences between these two places? What was it like working in the Maldives? How does it compare to working in a big city like Bangkok? Can you give us a little bit of information about that? 
Absolutely. It's two totally different destinations. Both are extremely beautiful. In Maldives, you wake up in a beautiful uh, sunrise, even though you're working. But then Thailand is a busy megapolis and it's extremely busy. It's nonstop 24-7. It lives all the time. There are a lot of sounds. There are a lot of smell. There are a lot of lights. There's a lot of actions, everything. So Bangkok is always pushing you to go. The moment you wake up in the morning, you need to go somewhere and it just keeps you going. The rhythm is crazy. Well, Maldives is much more relaxed. So they are on the very extremes of two, even though if you're working in Maldives, the difference is for operations and for hoteliers, I think it's massive in terms of operations. In Bangkok, you can get anything you want pretty much within a couple of hours. If you really want to do that, you pick up your phone, you call your supplier, you uh, go to the booking platform, you meet people and you can come up with the event or the new bookings or anything you want with all your supplies within a couple of hours if you really want to. Normally it's a day or two. In Maldives, it doesn't work the same way. It's far away. The logistics is difficult. It depends on the weather conditions, on the planes, on the sea, the delays, and you need to plan a lot of things which are extremely operational. The customers will never know about this part of journey of um, hoteliers, but that's what people go through on a daily basis. How does maintenance work? How do you get the, your fresh water? How do you get your supplies? How do you get those beautiful wines in your wonderful cellar and uh, where your napkins are? It's all little small details which take sometimes time, a week or two to arrive. And um, we had cases when there was a, a storm and we had to wait for things and chefs need to create something. Like some items are not available. So what do you do? And people are there and the customers are there that they need to have a highest experience, right? So you need to deliver. So your creativity steps in, your knowledge steps in and the team needs to brainstorm on a daily basis. Okay, what do we do for the customers how do we approach and there are also the second part of it in Maldives is that there is customers there are guests that they're arriving but there's also almost equal if not more most probably more people working on the island and to get to the nearest island like for example in Randeli and Cheval Blanc where I used to work there was a nearby island about 30 minutes away by a speedboat but that's not every time the case is like this because we also had the heart of the island where almost 100 people stayed and there's one thing that you need to know how to work with all the people that on a daily basis because you can't really escape the island you can't go to the cinema you, there's no cars uh once you're there you're there it's it's Malé, which is capital is an hour at least 40 minutes uh, by a plane, six, seven hours by boat. So once you're there, you have to learn how to do both. Leave and work with your colleagues because it's always tense. Sometimes it's, it's busy, it's becoming tense. How do you solve this tension within your colleagues? How do you solve problems? How do you celebrate together? Do you play games? Do you play football? How, how do you have your coffee? When do you have your coffee? Uh, what are the activities? And you constantly need to work on kind of two ends where one has to be extremely perfect from the five-star luxury resorts but also how do you make sure that everyone is happy and it's like three p's right of positioning place and people and process and to take care of your people it is extremely important that brings you to the point where if your staff is happy the guests will be happy and i think that's the big challenge of maldives the supplies how do you entertain people but also the guests and also your colleagues how do you work together bangkok is a bit easier because it's a busy city it's just crazy pace here do you think that um, you would have become a little bored if you had stayed in the Maldives? Are you someone that needs that kind of urban uh, frenetic energy? Yes, 
I do. <laughs> Even though in Maldives, every day there is something new. They're in a hotel. You wake up and everything. I remember the time when uh, I was doing the, the front office and I was working as a majordom. You wake up, everything is ready. Your mindset is ready. You had your coffee. You started doing your administration and preparing for the day. And all your plans can go to nothing when something else happens. And you just need to face it and go and, and fix it. And there is no other way around it. I would say it was never boring on the island. But at the same time, I did miss a lot when I came back to the city. Like, wow, that's a lot. That's a lot of things around me. There are cars. There are, I can go somewhere. There are restaurants. There are bars. There are, there are cinemas. There are shopping malls. And I was like, wow, okay. I prefer this one, I think. I think it's it's great to have a mix between two. Like resort properties in the biggest city, I think is great. For someone who likes relaxed atmosphere, but also likes to go out a little bit and just walk around. Yeah, personal choice. Exactly. And it's nice when you're in the hospitality field and you can have those different experiences and then finally decide, okay, well, this is what I prefer. This is what I like. Right. In Bangkok, for example, you cannot dive like every day. You cannot dive. You can go not go diving or snorkeling on a daily basis. In Maldives, it's what we used to do a lot early in the morning. Just go snorkel a little bit when the whole island is sleeping. Go on a doni. You go on a nearby island. And th there are diff different things that you can't do in Bangkok that you do in Maldives and vice versa. Exactly. Our podcast, as I'm sure you know, is an educational tool. And at the same time, it's a source of inspiration for anyone wishing to have a career in hospitality. In our eyes, you are a model of inspiration. What would your message of encouragement be for our listeners who may want to pursue a diploma or a degree in hospitality education and eventually go on to have a brilliant career in this field? Don't be afraid. Go for it. And if it's your passion, you will never be tired in a way. It's like, let's say, if you like something, what you do, you will never work a day in your life. And I think it's... In a way, it's very true. Even though there are hard days in hospitality, it's always up and down. Sometimes it's extremely easy. Sometimes it's very tough. And um, if you like it, you won't really feel it as much as if you don't. And if you like hospitality, go for it. It brings a lot of joy. There are not only... There are so many things you need to learn from history, from geographics, from geopolitics, cultures. And I think culture is one of the very key components of it, that you learn how to talk, how to read different people, different cultures, different countries. And it's open you your mind in a way that it's much easier for you to travel easier to approach people knowing cultural differences but also just learning opening your mind and trying different food trying to talk to different people and learning how they live how you live and what are the cultural differences you pursued a postgraduate degree here in uh, Switzerland. And as you mentioned before, you're in contact with lots of people that did their hospitality education in Switzerland. Why do you think so many people come to Switzerland to study hospitality? And how would you describe your educational experience here? Why why Switzerland? Why is Switzerland the place to go for hospitality? Hmm, um, never thought about this question before. I think Switzerland became, and especially the, the top three, five universities became like a staple of hospitality and hotelier and hospitality business. Lyon is one of them and when you think about hospitality people who know about hospitality or this business a bit more they're like okay we know this it's like establishment right now and uh, on top of Switzerland being extremely beautiful country very interesting things amazing nature the views and people and how everything is nice you have a great basics in hospitality introduction they're quite sharp and I think learning them in the very beginning helps you long way and it goes back to the very very basic things yes basic hospitality how to approach people how to talk to people what to expect from others it's more like a staple
And maybe the fact that it's a country with four different languages, four different cultures, uh, you know, the country itself has had to learn how to uh, be hospitable towards each other and be uh, tolerant and flexible. And uh, would you say that um, your education, your Swiss hospitality education, do you think it was relevant? Do you think what you were learning helped you? Or do you think that the educational system maybe has to evolve a little bit, become more modern? I would answer this in two parts. I think first, the fact that I was doing postgrad, it was a bit shorter. I clearly think that if you do four years before it, it gives you much more wide uh, knowledge of a lot of things. Despite the one and a half years that I did, I was extremely sharp and packed with knowledge and experiences and trainings and um, hands-on experience, which was very, very good. But I think hospitality, the education that I was given, it helped me a lot. Not only from uh, the, the standpoint of having Glion on my resume, but I think just it helps of course but first the connections with people we still keep in touch with a lot of people from my class from another classes and immediately the moment you start talking to someone who is from the same kind of not league but university group it immediately opens the door to a different conversation you start the conversation very differently you can meet and talk different language a little bit it helps you but also the basics as, as I said before because uh, Gleon gives great basic education and details of how to understand the very core idea of hospitality and that's what long term brings you big advantage. Now, right now with, with Arthur, who also from Glion, my business partner now, we see that there are so many people that we want to train and that's what we do in our restaurant, that we train them with the very basics. And people feel like it's so, for the restaurant business, the hotel, it's so unimportant, but it is critically important how to approach people. Like the first thing you do, the first thing you say and how you solve the little problems, it makes a big impact for the customer experience. And uh, I think it's neglected. That's what we're trying to bring to whoever comes to work with us. And we see that the person has a great opportunities and great potential. First of all, as a good person, right? Because a person can be very skilled, but just not a nice approachable person. And we try to not to avoid, but how to say it's, it's not very mutual when you try to teach someone something and it doesn't reflect. But I think, yeah, the, the very, very basics of hospitality is what helped a lot long term, just to see how different. And I think I think you you mentioned something that's really important and that we've um, we've discussed in several of the podcasts is the importance of these very basic practical skills because what we are seeing is that these hospitality schools are becoming more and more like business schools and I think there's a fear that maybe some of these hospitality schools don't realize what you just said that you have to have those basic practical skills. That's where you really start to learn the importance of what it means to be hospitable and to really be able to give the customer the best service possible. And to add to this as an example, I think once we started doing our internships and management trainings, and we kind of came the same way with, with my business partner right now, in a way we started with the similar positions in Bangkok and similar competing hotels, in fact, on the competing high-end levels of restaurants. And then we went to standalone restaurants almost the same time. And then it evolved naturally. But I would say that a lot of times what I see that people who are in the hospitality, especially in Thailand, and a very younger age, when they just graduated and they go straight to business and doing business development and all this stuff and finance it's good 
I'm not saying it, it's bad, but when you have this hard experience and understanding of uh, your basic co- hospitality, you can put it in a different business anytime. But the approach of how you do cost control, how you talk to, to your employees, how you talk to your staff, you know, the, the HR part, the sourcing, talking to suppliers, talking to vendors, talking to your customers, how you phrase your emails, how you do your marketing campaigns, and all these things, you kind of learn them in a hard way. I don't think that hospitality is something that you immediately can know everything right away. It is impossible because there are so many extremes of cases which you never think they would happen but they do happen and you need to learn from them and it's, it's a very hands-on approach talking about restaurant hotels and, and bars right and uh, spa wellness and it's very very difficult and when people start coming from just freshly graduated and a lot of times starting to throw numbers here and there and i was like yeah but that's not gonna work because the reality like we could in hospitality on the floor right the reality is very different and okay how do we link those together and the basics are coming in right away how many people do you need to support that idea is it going to be financially feasible in a restaurant where do you store your produce basically how do you do this and uh, very very small details which are uh, operational very operational i think people need to learn and uh, it's very important it gives you a, a big big leverage it might take you extra two years three years four years depending how fast you learn and from who your mentors are and which company you're working for but i think that my advice would be not to skip this important part because that will give you much more long term we know that no one is perfect and we all make mistakes. Sometimes we make some bad choices. Have you made any mistakes in your career? And is there anything that you would have liked to have avoided? And if there have been bad choices, do you consider them bad choices today or did you learn from them? I think this is a, a interesting subject is because nobody has the perfect career path. Sometimes we take on something and it doesn't work out, but we can learn from those experiences. Right. It's all about learning and good choices. I, I can't really, in top of my head, I don't have examples of the bad choices maybe, but necessarily, but maybe the choice I would have done differently or I learned from them. The important ones are to work with good people. And I mean good people because it's always about human connection and hospitality no matter if you are going into the banking or luxury business uh, or hospitality hotels work with good people learn find your good mentors find the people to, to listen to and to learn from yeah good mentors select the place select your starting point i think it's it's important select the first place which gives you like a trampoline basically it's investment of searching a bit more in advance and selecting the right places understanding what you want selecting the right place for you and for your career yeah What are some of your dreams and projects that you would like to realize in the near or not so near future? I think as we started with this consulting project right now, I would focus for the next year and a half, two years on this. It takes time to understand internal processes first and uh, of course, understanding how it can be evolved and developed. I think consulting business is one of them. And the other one, of course, the F&B, the restaurant part of it that uh, we have currently one looking at potentially opening another one and basically looking evolving that i think that's the two main parts and but they're still staying in fnb business which we all like and we know it i think we invested a lot of time in it and just keeps going with it yeah yeah it sounds like uh, you're very happy in thailand i don't imagine you uh, leaving for any other place uh, soon Not for now. And you know, the funny part is that every time after nine years, I was trying to go somewhere and something always happens that it's either a great opportunity, like even two years ago about to leave the country. And I was like, okay, what do I do next? And then I started working for the standard hotels for Asia. And this was a totally different, interesting journey where hospitality operation and design comes in together and fashion brands and the culture and lifestyle. And that was 
the whole different world, which is extremely interesting to learn, I would say, and they're doing great things. It's all about what you want. But for now, still Thailand. Thailand is the place for you. Before we finish, do you have any uh, other personal messages for our listeners, for maybe young people uh, who are listening, any uh, inspirational uh, information you would like to give them? Sure, yeah. Listen to your teachers. <laughs> Listen to your teachers. They know what they're saying. Don't be shy to get in your hands dirty. I would say in the very beginning, don't be shy. Don't. That's what I think a lot of us did in the very beginning. And we were hot-headed after Gleon. Let's go conquer the world. And then reality hits very hard. And I think that's where... Stay humble. Keep in touch with everyone. Stay humble. Listen to your teachers. And uh, just be open. Open your mind to the world. Thank you, Vadim, so much for answering our questions, for talking to us about your career choices and your career path. We appreciate you being part of the 50 Shades of Hospitality adventure. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Today's episode is being sponsored by Swiss Hospitality Guild. SHG is a training center created to meet the strong demand for specialized hospitality staff. This training concept was born from the experience and expertise of its founder, Egidio Marcato. Egidio has become a reference in the world of hospitality coaching and has had success stories in skills championships, including Swiss skills, Euro skills, and world skills, as well as the AICR World's Best Receptionist Competition. Contact SHG at www.swisshospitalityguild.com.